Do you remember a time when you were last on an airplane traveling? Yes. Whether it was just been so long. the next city over, the next state over, or somewhere international? It's been so long. Well, I want to introduce you to my special guest this week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Radio Flyer with nonstop service around the world. Heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and now YouTube. Your safety and comfort is important to us, so please direct your attention to your flight team. Freddie Rivera and Michelle Zuno. Uh, first off, welcome to Radio Flyer. My name is Freddie Rivera. I'm here with on the blue mic, per usual, Michelle Zuno. And uh, let's for our first time on Radio Flyer, and she drove all the way from Orange County. Oh, oh see, Natalie Gomez. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Welcome. What welcome. a great welcome. <laughs> the drive was worth it. it, it <laughs> oh, was it? Because so. she did hit a little bit of traffic. <laughs> a little. Even in quarantine, there's traffic in LA or just, Orange County. Just a little. But uh, I wish I could have gotten on my plane and just flown over here. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those, those Why are really aren't we there yet? <laughs> Why aren't we there yet? We're waiting for you to do your final flight. I know, right? Can I just get this Uber Sheesh. service, Freddy's Uber service rolling? <laughs> just take everybody up. So Y'all ready to go or what? I met Natalie Gomez at Kiss FM when I was working there. She was an intern. She went on to do big things. Now working at American Airlines as a flight attendant. She was news reporting before that. Let's take it back to the beginning, though. How did you even become an intern at the radio station? Honestly, I just applied. And then four months later, I get an email out of the blue and I screamed my head oh, off because okay. it was just such a great opportunity. Yeah. But, you know, most of the time in this industry, it's like who you know, right? Uh-huh. Email this, mm-hmm. email this person. I mean, your story, Freddie, was just like, I just showed up. <laughs> He's just snuck <laughs> right? in. You just snuck <laughs> right in. Hey, you just stop Ready people, for the job. You can apply one or the other. Right. And I I'm mean, in a suit. <laughs> I'm not a threat. <laughs> And my advice, my advice to those out there is, is show up. You know, you can yeah. apply, but show up. But in my case, I did get lucky. And somehow, four months later, I got an email saying, hey, we got your application. Wow. Come in and interview. Well, you know, they do, they do a really good job with the internship program when it existed at KISS. And they would go through and, you know, I would go through and look through and, and contact a lot of people. So they, they, they had a really amazing uh, program set up. For internships. And if you know anything about me, I am a huge, huge, huge advocate for internship programs anywhere in any industry because it gives you real world experience. Yeah. You started as an intern there. That's where you and I met. Yes, sir. Huh? Right right before we got in this, I was telling you, Michelle, that uh, even though Freddie and I had like a brief uh, encounter, when you intern for a big company, which was, I think, Clear Channel at, at mm-hmm. that point. Oh, you were there with the green <laughs> head. <laughs> Wow. Uh, you you can only do, uh, what, like two, three internships and then you cap out. I mean, the, they're just kind of like, hey, we've we've given you all the resources. Like, go out there it's and get a job. It's true because some interns would go for like three semesters and I'm like, why are you here? And at that point, I wanted my fourth internship. So I, <laughs> sought, out, yep, I sought out Freddie and I go, hey, I know you're uh, producing the JoJo on the radio show. Yeah. Can I can I be your intern? And you were so gracious. You were like, "Let me see what I could do." Um, like you wanted me yeah. to intern, and yeah. you saw the passion, you saw my determination, and unfortunately, it didn't work out because 
it just didn't. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been really cool, though. But I'm glad it worked out because you and I kept in contact. Exactly. And here we are eight years later. Plus, and she was destined to do later. greater things, maybe. <laughs> she was destined it's, to fly. Look, let me tell you this right now. So, <laughs> you know, these are... <laughs> she's flapping her she's flapping her arms right now she's flying she's flying so we're taking it from an internship at kiss Mm -hmm. but then you i don't even know what you did what did you do after you left Kiss? okay let's see here i'll give it very short and brief (laughs) after kiss i took a job in north dakota where i became a news reporter and i was out there for two years nice uh, and I loved it. I loved it, but it was not LA. <laughs> it was North Dakota. It's North Dakota. <laughs> it's a challenge to 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 have been spoiled with a city like Los Angeles. Yeah. And go to so North Dakota. Did you know anybody there? Did you live there before, or was it just the job that brought you out there? No, it was just the job that brought me out there. And uh, you know, for all your listeners, especially if you want to go into TV broadcasting, um, you got to go into those small markets, and then you work your yeah. way up. And mm-hmm. you work your way up. And much like radio mm-hmm. as well, I didn't know anybody. I was just out there on my own. Luckily, I'm a bubbly person, so I was able to make friends. Yeah, and yeah. it was a great experience. And then I said, I want to continue flapping my wings. Yep. So like, that's exactly what I sought <laughs> out. Literally. She literally <laughs> wanted to flap her wings. <laughs> and I uh, applied to be a flight attendant. And I interviewed with United. They didn't want me. Sad day, but then that same day that I got let down by United, I took out my laptop in the airport too. I remember I took it out. I was like, I'm gonna apply to another uh, airline. I applied to American, and four months later, I was interviewed, and they flew me out. I got the job on the spot. Well, you happen to be part of uh, one of America's biggest airlines ever, so yeah. that's a huge, uh, that's yes. a huge, amazing win. It's a great airline. Why did you even want to get into aviation? What, what brought that to your interest? Okay, television broadcasting is a very competitive industry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just felt like you're a, a one man show. It's like you're trying to get to the the next big market and it's only going to be you. It's not going to be your team. It's not going to be your producer, your photographer. It's just you. And I just wanted to become a part of an actual team. Mm. And so I love traveling. I love Mm. meeting people. I can't stay in one place. I, I gotta go. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can relate. We both can relate to that. So, you know, when I applied that, that was my reasoning and I just wanted to explore and, wanted to get out there and literally flap my wings and it's the running joke but (laughs) when I got out there when I got hired um you know I went to training in Dallas and then I got based in Boston Dallas is like one of the great big airports of uh of the country yeah it is Dallas Fort Worth what is your first day like in training like what what is it like how do you feel obviously I'm excited but let me tell you those six weeks that you are training to be a flight attendant are pretty intense. I mean, mm-hmm. you're learning, you know, yes, flight attendants serve Cokes and they do this, but you're learning medical safety. You're learning sure. how to evacuate that airplane in 90 seconds should mm-hmm. there be a fire. I mean, you're learning all kinds of things related to saving as many people as you can right. should a, a tragedy happen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 
pretty intense, but it was so much fun. I mean, you're sliding on the slides. I was going to ask you about that. Did playing you ride with the, the slide? Yeah, that's exactly. You're playing with the masks. You're playing with a seatbelt, yeah. the safety car. The life jacket. <laughs> inflate here. Blow, yeah. to, blow to inflate. <laughs> exactly. I would get on the mic and I'd be like, I'm looking for the Batman. Is he here? <laughs> you know what? It's it's funny that the flight attendants, that they go on the mic and they say funny stuff or they yeah. rap or they yeah. sing or they, and it's actually cool the pilot or the company to let them do that because it, it it puts people at ease that are scared to fly right i've never been scared right. to fly i was a little girl like ready to go but there's people <laughs> that i have flown with on their first flights mm-hmm. and they're squeezing my hand they're squeezing my arm they're breathing heavily yeah. they look like they're gonna pass out and i'm like it's gonna be okay I, i'm more yeah. scared in a car than i am in this airplane and so i feel like people like like you very friendly make people at ease and Calm their nerves. Are people still scared to fly? Yes. And is there a lot of them? There's a few. It's funny that you bring that up. Or not funny, interesting. One of my last flights, there was a man who was just very stiff. And yeah. he was holding this stress ball. And, and I go over to him and I said, hi, are, are you doing okay? And he looks up at me and he goes, I'm just a very nervous flyer. (laughs) And I smiled and I said, okay, well, I'm here for you. My name is Natalie. Um, You know, if there's anything that you need, this call button right here, I will come check on you periodically. I think I made his experience really well. That's awesome. And now he knows he has somebody that he can rely on if definitely he needs to. And not just me. I mean, my whole team, you know. Right. Uh, But there are nervous flyers out there. To, to this conversation, flying is probably the safest mm-hmm. form of transportation. I agree. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've gotten to a lot of conversations and debates about that. Yeah. And people who are scared to fly, they don't even want to hear that. They're over it. They're like, oh, we know that. But, you know, I do understand the psychology of being inside of a metal tube and you do not have control over what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Or the claustrophobic. I mean, it, yeah. there's too many. It's a crowd. Mm-hmm. You have to sit next to strangers. Exactly. The, but if the you're like Michelle different. and I on it, when we go on vacation, I would be more excited about the plane ride than the actual vacation. Me too. Itself. I was yeah. like, I want to be by the window. I want to look outside. Yeah. I want to see this. Like, so yeah. you had training in Dallas, but you said you were based in Boston. <laughs> yeah. So I had training in Dallas six weeks. And then what they do is they make you write down a list of the base preferences that you would like to oh, okay. be I didn't know they at. did that. Almost like military, like I would rather be here or here uh-huh. or here. Okay. So check this out. Boston was my fifth choice. Oh. Did not. What was your first? Uh, oh gosh, what was She's it? She's in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was LAX. Yeah. But in aviation, it's all seniority based. Right. So yeah. the higher seniority you have, right. the better standing it puts you to be yeah. where you where you want to be. Yeah. Uh, so I got my fifth choice. I went to Boston. You're so Nobody. brave. She's like, let's just go. Let's yeah. go here. That's true. Let's go here. Have you ever had a passenger horror story? Like, you know, complete diva. Like you had to take him off the plane or... <laughs> Push you the call button yeah. every five seconds. I need you. I need you. And you're like, listen, I don't have enough time for you. You know, you hear of these stories where these passengers are like belligerently drunk mm-hmm. coming onto yeah. the flight. And they've just had a little too much outside of the airport. Then they come onto the airplane and we're trained to yeah. spot these things, right? Yeah. It didn't happen directly to me. It happened to my coworker. But this passenger came in and he, w- he wasn't 
aggressive by any means. He was just drunk. (laughs) Oh, hello. You know, flirting and ringing that call light button, asking for more drinks. But it was a sad day because we did have to kick him out of the flight. He couldn't he couldn't fly like that. You know, it was just a a danger (sighs) to us to. I mean, it was like a three-hour flight. So, so does that delay the flight? Like, you have to tell well, him to get his stuff. He starts a panic. He gets mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, Louis, when we, when we flew to... <laughs> I have a wild, crazy friend okay. named Louis Love. We went to, I don't uh, even want to know. <laughs> we went to London. It's like, what is that? Like a 10-hour like yes. flight? Yes. So I guess producer Ruben drives us to LAX. I'm living in Los Feliz at the time. And... Uh, he buys a bottle of Jack Daniels, mm-hmm. not the big one, not not the regular size, you know, the more individual size one. He downs the entire bottle of Jack Daniels, and oh. he's drunk, and he's great. Ra- and you can great. really tell when he's drunk. And <laughs> he was miserable because uh, when you're on an airplane for that long, yeah. you dry up, and you just uh, you get so dehydrated, and you're when you start to sober up, it's the the worst experience. And you're like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, so he knew never, never. Well, you know that you get drunk a lot faster on a plane. Oh, do you? Uh, the elevation. So, like, one drink is two drinks. Oh, good to two know. Which <laughs> is why Southwest always sends me those coupons. I'm going to write that. Yeah, right, there you write go. that down. She's writing down notes. So, okay. <laughs> okay, have you, have you ever caught or almost caught anybody <laughs> hooking up? Wait, has anybody joined what? the Mile High Club? <laughs> That's what we want to know. In your presence. <laughs> Everybody Do tell. I mean, I, I'm just kidding. Ah, <laughs> hey, <laughs> wink, wink. I'm going to use the restroom. All right. Listen up. Head nod. If you're going to go and join the Mile High Club mm-hmm. on a plane, just do it on a night flight. A good idea because people are sleeping. Night flight. Okay. Got that. Don't do it during the day. Don't do it during the day. Too much. You're going to get caught. Yeah. yeah. Night. Everybody's sleeping. The, mm. the flight attendants are trying not to bother everyone sleeping, you know. So they're usually in their galley doing their walkthroughs, but you know, it happens. I mean, you know, it's very. No, I'm small. not endorsing it. I, However, I, I so if, if it, you wanted to, if it were to happen, were it to happen in a restroom or in there in the seat? That's however. <laughs> that's however you want it. I mean, <laughs> I seen a video the other day. And it can happen in a seat. It can. Wow. Mm-hmm. I seen tits. You seen tits. <laughs> Woo! And I do want to say, I'm not endorsing that you go join no, the Mile High Club. Of course you are not. Because that is means for kicking you off the flight. What makes a really good passenger? Like, like who who belongs in your favorite category? What type of passenger is that? Oh, gosh. Easy. The passengers that smile and say hi. Say, oh. how are you? Yeah. Or say thank you when they're say leaving. thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but... If you want to come onto the flight and maybe hand me like some chocolate mm-hmm. or a little gift basket mm-hmm. because you are very thankful that I'm here, you'll make it onto my favorite passage. Even That's like awesome. in, dur- during the holidays, List. you know, you when yeah, I, I exactly. see these flight attendants yeah. and you want to, you know, and you can do that. They'll mm-hmm. accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, yeah. you can tip and different things like that. Oh, I think that's great, especially around the holidays. You think, I'm going to see my family, but sorry, you can't because you're on this, yeah, you're so on this flight exactly. working. You know, I do want to talk about that, though. Even though we don't get to be with our families during the holidays, during all these special events, like mm-hmm. the flight attendants who are very passionate about what they do, I wouldn't say they don't care, but because they're so passionate about flying and mm-hmm. and just they love their job they really don't care that they're working those holidays yeah, it doesn't phase them that they're it exactly you know it's christmas so, part of the job it's part of the job yeah. exactly uh but 
the dogs. <laughs> you know, like we were going to ask about that. Oh, I yeah. mean, we were talking about uh, uh, emotional support animals. Mm-hmm. What did they pass? An, yeah. What's the, what's the deal with that? So like now they can't bring the peacock and the horse anymore. Or what? No, no, no little piglets, no uh, skunks. I mean, no. <laughs> Darn it. It's twofold. I'll tell you. I'll, so so I'm sorry. Funny. It was getting ridiculous. I've never seen anybody bring any animals. So I've, <gasps> I've never seen it. Somebody brought a peacock. Did you see that video? There's, that was all on YouTube or something. It just gets ridiculous. I have not yeah. seen but it. But then the other side of me is like for people who do have this condition and need that emotional support, it has hurt them. At Especially the end of the day. a kid. Like you want your, your animal there with you because you're nervous or something I could see that yeah they need to figure out a better system on how to determine who is an emotional support animal and who isn't because Definitely. you can go on these websites and you can get this certificate that says yeah. this is an emotional support animal by for like $200 vest. exactly is the food better in first class compared to coach oh yeah hands is it down. Really? of course yeah huh? oh, they have yeah. they have cooks making it and chefs uh-huh, and <laughs> yeah you know what though it the food makes you fat like (laughs) (laughs) why because of all the preservatives that are put into it so that it it stays fresh right exactly um it's so funny because when you get on a flight you take care of the flight deck and the flight deck usually they have meals like they have crew meals Mm -hmm. for them but um there would be so many pilots who would be like are you taking food today and they're oh no i i stopped eating that and i lost 15 pounds every time i eat on the plane the plain mm-hmm. food and, and i always liked it you know i never complained yeah but i always got bloated afterwards mm-hmm. i just felt like a, a balloon yeah. and yeah. i just i just think oh is it is it is it is it is it the cabin pressure mixed with the food am it i not drinking be. enough water it's all of it it was preservatives in the food mm-hmm. you know but it, it's true if you don't eat on a plane you'll feel great walking off yeah. you really will yeah. so uh what do you guys do then if you don't eat on the plane you just wait till you get off the plane do you and eat, bring or? your own food you maybe? bring your own food I did a mix of both. I would pack my own lunch, and then uh, yeah. there'd be leftover food. So of course, I'd dig into the filet mignon oh, and the lasagna yeah. and the too. bread and I the nuts. Yeah. And you get very crafty as a flight attendant in in how to package your food, and mm-hmm. we ke- we can keep it cool. Obviously, yeah. we have the coolers and stuff. But y- there's these things. There's like portable microwaves that you like plug in. Oh, you yeah. know, in your hotel, and it's yeah. like a. Gosh, it looks like a cooler, okay. but essentially when you plug it in, it heats, mm. right? Because sometimes we'd go to these hotels and they wouldn't have microwaves yeah. or they'd be I in the lobby. Yeah. Right? I so, travel a lot. <laughs> I hate that too. So these flight attendants, I mean, they've become so innovative where it's like, I'm just going to bring my own things. And you'd have, they'd have their own microwave, their own blender. They'd <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you those little, like, those little mini ones, mm-hmm. the little mini blenders now to make your smoothie and all that. Yep. You have like the... Um, the AeroPress to make mm-hmm. your own coffee. There's so many resources out life. there. I get, I get so excited. Excited. I love that. I, I get, ex- I, I get excited hearing that. And I'm like, ah, oh, I want to know more. I'm like, I w-, you know, and I get excited every time I walk into an airport. Every time I walk into any airport, mm. I'm like, oh, cool. And everybody else is like, ugh, airports. And I'm like, who are you? I know. I don't right. mind airports because it's, it's something different to see. And then you could buy stuff. They have different shops. It just walk around it definitely is a different era right now though uh with covid Mm -hmm. and the pandemic the airports just aren't the same i was talking to a pilot on a plane so i went to for thanksgiving to go visit family in uh, austin Mm -hmm. i happened to sit next to a a a, a pilot and i told him i said hey so i'm going for my private pilot's license you know and i'm we had a struggle great conversation and he said hang on because 
when the pandemic is over, and it will be at some point, yeah, a lot of these big major airlines are working on schools to take pilots from literally the ground level straight to the airlines. They're not just guessing, but they are full on expecting the aviation industry not just to continue where it left off, but to explode. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're. So that's what he was telling me. He goes, they're they're gearing up for this. I know right now it's the downtime. This is what he told me anyway. So I'm like, ah, oh, that's exciting. That's great. So right now is a great time to continue and do what you got to do. Right now is a great time to finish your cross country flight. <laughs> Come on, wins. Come on. <laughs> we got to yeah, get in there. But it was exciting to hear that though, and that cause they're still expecting the aviation industry to just boom, continue yeah. to boom. Well, yeah. in your case too, um, even pre-pandemic, there were expecting or forecasting a pilot shortage. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people retiring. And then with this pandemic, a lot of more pilots That's retired. That's so it's good for you. Can we lower the price of flight school? I know. It's extremely Man. expensive. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Didn't I see you go on uh, on a couple trips international? Did you get to do that, right? Is that, so yeah. <laughs> when you do get to go to these trips, do you have to go alone? So I had the chance to work an international trip. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I had the chance to work an inter- international trip was because I was on standby mm-hmm. at the airport. Mm-hmm. And one of these senior mamas is what we call them. They forgot their passport. Oh, shoot. So if you, as a yeah. flight attendant, if you forget your passport, you can't fly. Yeah, you can't. Girl, you forgot mm-hmm. your your yeah. equipment, your required equipment. Wow, that's um, a fail. <laughs> so this lady forgot her passport. So I'm in the crew room and they, they, they call my cell phone. I missed the call. I was like in the bathroom. Then they call like the actual crew room phone and I answer it. They're like, flight attendant Gomez? Yeah, that's me. They're like, hey, um, okay, so we need you at gate D4. You're going to Dublin. Yes. And I'm just in the crew room like, cool. I'm going, uh, what? <laughs> and so this this lady on the phone's like, okay, take a breath for me. You need to be at D4. <laughs> the flight goes out at 1630. Right. Uh-huh. And you need to get out there now. And, uh. I went to Dublin, Ireland, and yeah. so, so that's, awesome. that's how I was able to get so out there. So when you're working, I would imagine international flights are cool, domestic flights cool, whatever. But do they give you or is there any way for you to delay coming back so you can actually enjoy a little trip? Usually with these international trips, you have like 24-hour layovers. Mm. So you have enough time to sleep, yeah. and then you have like eight hours to go prance around the city of yeah. your liking. and um, It's a fun life. It's a, it's I bet. Fun life. That sounds fun. It's nothing like, um, you know, that new show, uh, Flight Attendant on HBO Max. Oh, I heard about it. <laughs> it's a good show, but parts of what it shows is exactly how it is, but not all of it, you know. It's glamorized. Like, I didn't see it, I haven't seen it, but I, I kind of heard about it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, the, the, the glamour of it is you get to go from city to city, yeah. and you get to explore, and you get to try new food, and you get to just... Just That's be up so in the cool. air, thirty five thousand feet above, and God. it's like the most beautiful feeling ever. How do you how do you maintain a relationship? <gasps> Luckily, when uh, when I was flying, because um, sadly I was furloughed mm-hmm. due to the pandemic. Sure, I wasn't in a relationship. So okay, <laughs> what's really cool about becoming uh, part of the aviation family, whether you're a pilot, a flight attendant, uh, whether you work in the professional building headquarters, you get travel benefits that 
can extend out to your spouse, mm-hmm. your children. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a like what's called a registered companion. And okay, so. it, that could be your boyfriend. Yeah, so that you could be your boyfriend. So yeah, so you don't they, have to go alone. They can fly on your trips with you. Oh, that's cool. If there's space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they can stay in the hotel with you. Okay. Uh, and enjoy that layover with you. But of course, you'd have to find someone who's flexible. Right. Yeah. Right. That can go at that any given moment. That can go at any given moment. Exactly. <laughs> find somebody so. with no job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Like you want to just travel with me every time yeah. I'm traveling? Do you get enough time to, to meet people on, on, on these trips when you're out to different cities? I mean, I got a few numbers on the flights. <laughs> oh, there, there you go. <laughs> well, she's such a pretty girl. I would imagine that everybody's like, hey, I wa- I what are you know. doing after this? And you're like, uh, flying back home? I mean, I don't <laughs> I want to know. How did the number get written down, given? Yeah, yeah. So uh, what was it like? M- most of the time, a cute passenger walks through that pa- plane. And, and of course, like, the, the, the all the flight attendants are like, oh. Look at I got that, that section. Oh, yeah. that <laughs> section right? But what's really nice is that you work with so many different personalities. Mm-hmm. You you don't work with just 20-year-olds, just 30-year-olds. You, sure. You're working with 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, mm-hmm. 60-year-olds, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I mean, it's so much fun because you have these older ladies like, Ooh, hey, I, I don't see a ring on your finger. Look at that guy. He's cute, mm-hmm. you know? Or you'll tell them, oh, he's really cute. And, of course, when you're passing by that beverage cart, they're like, okay, this is your chance. You serve him that soda and you, like, talk him up mm-hmm. and, you know, her or him, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean... <laughs> it's just dialogue. Yeah. It, to yeah, answer yeah. your yeah. question, you just have a nice conversation. And if they're intrigued, they'll come back to the galley and keep talking to you. And yeah. uh, you're technically still with American Airlines. Do you plan on going? What is the future for Natalie Gomez in 2021? What are we looking at? Oh, my goodness. Freddie. Gosh, that's the million dollar question. That's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. That's a loaded question yeah. right there. Uh, Listen, my passion is aviation. My passion is telling stories as well. And Mm -hmm. what I would like to do going forward is secure a position where I can do both, where I'm working for the airline and telling stories and working on their communications team. That's Um, that's a good idea. This is why I say I, I want to be in a position where I can do both aviation and communications because... I have the passion for both of them, right? There's so many flight attendants who, like, have their own YouTube channels oh. who, like, yeah. literally document, like, okay, guys, I'm on the flight. Yeah. Uh, here I am doing my makeup. And I wanted to ask you about that. So how far can you go with this with yeah, the you, airlines? What are you allowed to do? Yeah, exactly. I, need, I mean, their social media policy is just don't shine bad light on right. the company that you yeah. work for. Mm-hmm. But Who have you run into... Oh my goodness. Yeah. I had the pleasure of serving Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. So did you And know- he has the cutest little kid who was terrorizing the airplane. <laughs> Jason Tatum, if you hear this, he's so cute. Your kid Aww. is so cute. He's so cute. Did you know who he was when he walked in? <gasps> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would have to be like another flight attendant that's such a Boston Celtics fan. It was like, yeah, <gasps> yeah. do you know who that is? Exactly. Natalie, okay. is there anything that uh, you wanted to say? Oh, uh, last question before yeah. we end the podcast. Uh, if somebody wants to become a flight attendant, what should they do? How yeah. should they do it? You know, once this pandemic is back to, or once we're back to, you know, whatever normal life is. Oh yeah, definitely. So, first and foremost, uh, when they are hiring for flight attendants, they're looking for a room of people, right? I mean, you don't. 
have to be solely in a position where you're meeting people all the time, where your face is out there. They're hiring like everyone. They Mm -hmm. want diversity on those planes. So you don't have to be a certain type of person to be a flight attendant. No, you don't. You have to be you. That's good. And that's how you go into those interviews, simply being you. Apply to every airline because chances are one airline's going to want you, one is not. Mm -hmm. And then if you get that interview, make sure you stand out by saying that you are a people person because Mm -hmm. you have to be a people person. Right. Another thing is be flexible, be willing to relocate. Mm -hmm. And I know these things sound scary to relocate and be flexible. But there's just, there's so many rewards when it Mm -hmm. comes to just joining aviation and just seeing out there and the travel benefits and it's what just about like relocation fees any of that do they help you move or no no program mm-hmm. you have to just go find your own place mm-hmm. your own room your own and they give you a little bit of time to get that done yep they give you about five days after training Yeesh. and then you're They're like you better find a place to go yeah. <laughs> if not exactly. you're gonna be living out of a hotel yeah But if you want to be a flight attendant, make sure you're a people person. Stand out on that application. Do not go in saying, I want to be a flight attendant because I like to travel. Right. Mm -mm. Yeah. You have to to stand out more than that. You got to stand out. You got to make sure that you let them know you want to be a part of a team. You want to Mm -hmm. um, just experience the world. You just have a diverse kind of skill set, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Keywords. Note note them. Mm Do you know somebody named Stella? For uh, oh, fly with Stella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. She works for American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got her own blog and everything. Yeah. And uh, oh, I'm gonna have to uh, check. That you out. know, if you can add this on. Yeah. If people are interested in becoming a flight attendant, follow Fly with Stella. She has a great tips. Fly with Stella. Yes. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, uh, pilot Kelsey, who uh, at seven four gear, he flies a seven four seven. Uh, and uh, he's good friends with Stella, and that's how I got to see both of their YouTube channels cross promoting each other. And she has a great channel with a gigantic following. She so. really does. Good energy, really good personality. Does. Yeah. Fly with Stella. Yep. Natalie Gomez, all the way from Anaheim. Let's give it up for Natalie. Yay. Thank you guys. You guys asked me a great amount of questions, and <laughs> I'm just so lucky to be here and and really talk about aviation and that life and yeah this is radio flyer my name is freddie rivera michelle zuno on the blue microphone uh radio flyer can be heard on all platforms that pay a play podcast including spotify apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. to get a full recap freddie rivera.net and uh, natalie gomez close out the show i can't wait to travel <laughs> <laughs> yes we agree we agree <laughs>